Mic check. One, two. One, two. One, two. Three mums and a whole heap of drama. Mama drama! It's Rex with the Realness. It's your girl, Shell. Mix with a K. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Got a laugh after that. Okay, we are joined by or with um, Blaine and Terrell. Um, would you like to give us a little bit of an intro, Nick? I'm going to ask Nick to do it because obviously she knows. Um, yeah. Cool. One sec. Okay, so basically, Terrell was my little baby at work. I used to be his manager. And I remember when I first met Terrell and I took him into my office and he literally like was testing me to see like, am I a judgmental black person or am I a black person? Cause like you could tell he was gay straight away. Like Terrell's uniform is so tight. It was tight as <laughs> my work clothes, yeah. I won't make him stand up, but Terrell's bum, yeah, is bigger than mine. So I knew straight, and he used to walk around like this. I knew straight away, but I wanted to let him tell me. So we'd have little conversations, and his old manager was black as well. And he was like, everyone just lets me down. They say they're going to help me, and they don't help me. But to be fair, I did help you. So, so that's how I met Terrell. And then this is Blaine, Terrell's boyfriend, who I absolutely love. We've got drunk <laughs> Times and parties, but this is our first like serious combo. So lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. So um, today's episode is in honor of Pride Month, um, and we're literally going to be just having an open and honest, transparent conversation with both Blaine and Terrell. Obviously, they're in a couple, they're in a relationship, and we just want to understand more so we can educate everyone else but we can also become better parents for our children okay um so first things first we want to just get a, a little gist about who you both are so perhaps i'm just gonna ask um terrell uh, <laughs> i don't know why i just said terrell's name <laughs> um terrell um not quickly but just um give us a little bit of insight as to when you first kind of realized you were gay um oh i think for me it was kind of strange in a sense where i didn't always know some people they always know but i think for me i actually did once upon a time fancy girls and i actually had girlfriends in school um so i think it was probably when i got to about year maybe 10 <laughs> i start, i kind of realized that my attention was sort of swayed from girls to the boys in my school and I think that's when I it kind of clicked in my head where it's kind of like oh I'm gay <laughs> but um yeah so it was just kind of like a sort of like just a journey it wasn't like a thing where it's like I've always been gay but I was like trying to like sort of hide it or like trying to ignore it it was just like a natural thing for me mm. but yeah Okay, and then Terrell, was your experience any similar? Did it differ in any way? How did Me, you... Blaine, you mean? Blaine, sorry, Blaine, sorry. <laughs> Mum brain, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Blaine. <laughs> um, yeah, I, kind of similar. I, I kind of, I guess I always knew. Mm. I I'm, I'm mean, like, probably as a young child, I probably knew. I didn't know what gay was, but I just knew that I found boys attractive. But... Mm coming from a strict Caribbean uh, family, 
like it just wasn't the obviously done thing so I like suppressed it for a long time so I just ha I, I had girlfriends and went down the straight route for a long time and and um, I think probably about when I was about 19 I was just like okay yeah I, I'm done with the, the straight life now like this time but yeah so I, I, I would say I probably always do but um, just didn't act on it mm. yeah um, I mean when you say you always knew when did was there a particular age as such or was it just something innate within you that you just kind of knew when you I don't know when you was like I think I think probably some type of maybe primary school I would say I knew in terms of oh I find that boy's attractive I don't know if it was attractive but you know this little the normal primary school like crushes you have yeah. I was having on girls and boys okay. but I didn't know what that was so because so at first I thought was am I meant to be a girl because why am I liking girl boys like I, I just didn't know I found it strange but um yeah I think that's probably as long as primary school maybe eight nine mm -hmm. yeah wow Wow. Okay. That, that's, that's good to know. So then obviously, you know, you go through the transitional primary school into secondary school. And I think that's where you both kind of said, that's where you kind of actually knew. Um, um, when did you then feel that you needed to start speaking about it or telling people who did you first speak to? Um, so for me, I just had this thing where I didn't want to, if you want to call it, come out while I was in education. Like once I knew in year 10, I kind of just didn't say anything until I was out of education. So um, I think it was mainly because I just didn't want that to be like that sort of, you know that person that is, oh, that's the gay boy, gay by, the, by the way, that's the gay one. And I just mm -hmm. never ever wanted that in um, any type of sort of school or college. So I think once I finished college, that's now 18, mm -hmm. I think, First, I told um, my friend Sophie. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's who I told first. Um, there was so for me, there was particular people that I had to basically kind of sit down and tell, and that was um, three of my closest friends at the time: Sophie, Fern, and Jade. Then I kind of left it at that, and then I would then then if someone questions me about my sexuality at that point, I would then just say, "Oh yeah, I'm gay." that makes sense so I didn't actually go out or come out to everyone but at that point it was kind of like if you ask me now I'll tell you so it's like even like my mum I didn't actually actively go and tell her she just asked me one day and she was just like oh Serena that's my sister Serena told me to ask you if you're gay and I was just like okay and she was just like so are you and I was like yeah and she was like oh, okay and I was like okay the night and that was it like <laughs> So she probably got on her phone. She was like, "Oh my god, guys, yeah, Terrell's gay." To like my sisters and stuff. So I never actually actually had to tell them because my mom done it for me, which I knew she would anyway. Um, but I feel like for me, it was just um, I never actually had like a whole coming out situation. It's just I got to a point where it was like, "Okay, now if you ask me, I'll tell you the truth." Now I wouldn't actually like lie now, mm. and so that was probably my sort of journey. I feel like depending on depending on the type of gay you are. Sure. Um, you sometimes are always coming out, like, like or yeah. to whoever you meet, you're always coming out. But with my experience, um, 
it was I kind of regret my experiences actually because um I it was about when I was about 19 20 but which is pretty late considering like a lot of people are coming out much earlier now and I feel like I had the opportunity to but I was just scared at the time and I went to a performing arts school like and that's if you can't come out at a performing arts school then you can't come out anywhere <laughs> and I regret because I remember like even if people asked me I was so aggressive with it I'd be like no I'm not don't say that I would literally I'd go mad if you if you even mentioned the gay thing to me um for a long long time um and then when I was 19 I think like I just my friend from from um from uh, my performing arts school invited me to um like a gay club and I, I I like reluctantly went and um I saw that there was other black gay men because I believe it or not it sounds weird but I didn't even know that there was other black gay guys I just thought like the only gay guys that are are maybe white tight vests and whistles do you know what I mean like you just, you just don't so I'm thinking, I don't see, I didn't see, growing up, I didn't see any, or people who I thought were openly gay. Like, I didn't see anyone. So I just thought, I'm the only one, kind of, I'll probably be the only one, or there's only a couple of us here and there, and I would never be able to, like, I'd never be able to see anybody like me. So when I did go to this club and I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, there's a, there's a, there's a whole group of us. And then I kind of felt comfortable to come out. And so, yeah, I'll probably say... Um, I then started telling people, like like Terrell said, I just started just telling people. I just started being honest. I didn't actually have an official like, "Mom, Dad, I'm gay." Like I didn't, I didn't have that. I literally just, I literally just started saying yes when people would ask. I was just like, "Yeah, I am." Like, and then that's it. Yeah. For okay. me. So, um, how were your parents? Um, obviously, I know um, Terrell said that his mum kind of went on the phone and went and gossiped and told everyone um, but did they treat you any differently did they treat you the same um well sadly yes they uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't the best experience um like my dad is like a proper Jamaican man with Jamaican values and um and my mom um she said she said uh, shared similar views to him, which was just basically being gay is just a sin and it's just not a thing. And um, I think the problem was because my dad was a very popular guy, known by quite a lot of people. It was just like, oh my god, so and so's son is like the gay one, and so it was like I was told by my mum to um, not say it to anyone, don't tell people that. Um, don't tell people that he's your dad because like it's gonna be an issue and blah 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 and it was it was a it was a tough experience um a tough one I think that was part of the reason why as well that um I was I didn't tell anybody I was gay for so long because I just was just like oh my gosh uh, like it's gonna be a disaster mm. um so yeah it wasn't the best experience telling them and and to be fair it's it's still the same to this day the only difference is now that I'm comfortable with myself to be fine with it and know that I'm not the issue and, and I'm fine with it. So it's, like, it's not like a, oh, woe is me thing. It's just like, a okay, that's it, what it is. Like, I'm not going to change. So it is what it is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
I think for me, it was, to be fair, I think as black gay men grows generally, I think I was quite lucky with my mum, because mm. um, my mum's from Barbados, but she actually doesn't really have the whole sort of like Caribbean, like, views, yeah. yeah. So mm. I was quite lucky in a sense where after that conversation where mum starts me and I just said, yeah, she was like, oh, okay. That was really it. Mm. Um, and so that's, so from 18, I feel like up until I got into a relationship, that's like, it was just fine. Like everything was just normal. And mm. I think the only thing is that when I got into a relationship with Blake, and there was just a conversation that happened. <laughs> and my mum was just like, like I'll never forget, literally. She was just like, oh, yeah, guys, you need to share, you need to share. What, what happened? What happened? You're both loving it. How have you been together as well? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so we've been together a year and a half. Okay. Um, <laughs> so when, like, initially, so obviously, Blaine never came to my house until I would probably say, a good, a few, good months. few months. Yeah, a good few months. Um, and my mum sort of pulled me to a side and was just like, oh, you're in a relationship now. And obviously, we were just having a conversation. And she just said, oh, I don't have an issue with you being in a relationship or you being gay. But I just want to know that you and Blaine, like, I'm not going to walk in and see <laughs> you and Blaine kissing or walk in and see you and Blaine holding hands. She's like, I don't think I'm quite ready for that yet. So I kind of turned to her and I was just like, Mum, have you ever seen um, my sister and her fiance just kissing randomly in the front room? She says, No. I was like, Have you ever seen my other sister just randomly holding hands while, you're, while they're at home? With their boyfriend she was like no i was like come on being gay is no different like i'm not gonna just randomly jump into blaine's arms in the middle of the front room when we're having a family conversation and just start literally kissing his face off in front of you i was like i'm not gonna do that i was like it's exactly the same so i think that's probably like i would say one conversation where my mum has shown sort of like she's a little bit uncomfortable but other than that she's actually been just quite like just okay with it and I think I'm actually quite lucky because obviously a lot of especially like black parents don't really take it yeah, well. Yeah I was I was actually quite shocked like when I first went to his house and I saw how okay his mum was in it I found it weird I was just like um you do know where two black boys and way right like I just was like because obviously where I, my background it just it would never be done and so I was just like oh you're okay with this so even to this day like if we're in the living room and Terrell puts his leg up on like on my lap while he's like, chilling. I look at his mum just like, um, <laughs> are we allowed to do this? <laughs> like, because, and she's fine with it, but I'm still like a bit like, mm, pushing it now, T. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, obviously you guys know that we're a, a mummy kind of podcast um, and obviously we want to appeal to everyone, but um, children, has that topic come up yet? Do you guys plan um, on having a family together? It's come up. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, every day. Well, do you know what? We have different views at the moment. <laughs> what are they? <laughs> on that. Um, Terrell's not really a fan of, 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 um, of raising <laughs> children. Okay. and um i i really like kids like i just like kids I, I don't know necessarily if i want to have kids but i i like kids 
Um, mm. I, I worked with them for a period of time. I worked in a school for a period of time. So I, I, I like kids. Um, Terrell likes the, um, like you want a, he Mature says he wants a 12 kids. year old. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I can't handle the stage where they're dependent on you. So mm. I'm just like, give me a 12 year old, like, then I'll be fine at that point. At that point where you could just sort of leave them, leave them to their own devices, I'm like, okay. Uh, and he's I'm like fine. this with his nephews as well. So yeah. this is, this is yeah. just... It's so yeah. funny. The thing... His nephews are literally like two mini Tyrells. It's mm, like... Literally. It's birth to two Tyrells. It's so old today. <laughs> um, so one's two, one's I think eight months now. Yeah. And you've got no time for them? What, well, like, can no, they come no, around? Like... I will, <laughs> I will like, I will like, to, the thing with me is that I'm not really like, like a babyish person. So for example, when Ezra, that's my nephew, comes to me, I'm talking to him like how I'm talking to you guys. I'm saying, Ezra, like, what did you do yesterday? Like, I'm not going, oh, like, are you going to show me your games? Oh, are you going to show me these? I'm just like, Ezra, show me what you've got. Is that like, do you like that game? Like, I'd, I would just talk like very mature to but, him. But I will like, say you've got a lot better though. Because yeah, yeah. when I first met him, when we, I would agree to babysit, like for us to babysit. Why did you agree? <laughs> and so he's got a lot better, and yeah, and, and we've come to a, we've come a long way. Because when I first when we first started dating, I was just like, oh yeah, I'd like to have kids one day. And he's like, no, never, yeah, never, never. Yeah, Up until like when was it last week? Yeah. Now <laughs> we've now got to the stage where he actually will say he, he potentially want to adopt a child. Yeah, yeah. So we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a couple more years and maybe we can maybe have his own. At talking to children, because I remember when he met my niece, and I think she was five at the time, and he was like, oh, you went to school. She, he was like, did you do geography? Did you do this? And it was like, Terrell, she's five. She does. <laughs> like, I did paintings. And so like, well, what, what did you learn? So he literally talks to children like they're adults. So I think... Yeah, literally. <laughs> Okay, so Blaine, you like specifically mentioned adoption. Mm. Um, I just wanted to like look at that a little bit, like unpick it a little bit. Like, yeah. why why would that be your option? Because you've got like so many people doing surrogacy now. Like, why you know would... why? Because because mm. definitely you could go the surrogacy route and stuff, and I agree with that as well. Like, that's an option. But I just feel like um, there's so many children out there. Mm. I wouldn't say I had the best childhood. And because of that, I just, I just can't stand the thought of a child being out there that needs someone to love them. And yeah, I could, I could have a child of my own, I suppose, but like, I want to help another child. I want to, I want to take a child away from potentially having to grow up in a situation where they, they don't need to, whether that be foster care, not saying that there are some good, great foster carers and stuff like that, but like, just, I just want to help a child and I prefer, prefer to go down that route. It would give me more satisfaction to go down a route where I'm actually taking child out of situation and giving them the best life possible or just the, even the life I didn't necessarily have as a child. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's something I would do. Okay. I'm not even going to ask Terrell. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, I mean, I do have a kind of burning question, and I guess it's something that I may want to know. I think maybe Rax and Nick may want to know this, so I don't know, but it might be good for our listeners. Um, obviously, in relationships, 
um, and I'm just going to do the quotation marks, normal relationships where you have a male and a female. Um, obviously, you have that dynamic, so you've got male-female. Um, obviously, in a gay relationship, um, does anyone maybe play the role of a female and the role of a male? Because I know a lot of people do kind of notice that or they'll say that when you're having debates and stuff like that, that one person always kind of plays the role or their you know, imitating the male or female, like, do you, do you get that? Or do you understand what I'm even asking, really? Yeah, definitely. No, yeah, I definitely, I get it. Um, I, do you know what? That is it, something that really irritates me about um, just our community in general, the gay community, because it, there's a big stigma on that where somebody has to be the woman and somebody has to be the man. Now, naturally, you might get somebody who's a little bit more masculine than the other. Yeah. And so naturally, they, it might just it might come across that way, but um, there's like a lot of stigma on that. Yeah. Um, I would say like in our relationship, um, what would you say? When people obviously see us as like a unit, it is very apparent that I'm the more feminine one and Blaine is the more masculine one. So as like an item, it would appear, if you wanted to put it in, in a box and you wanted to say that I'm not the woman, but if, if someone saw it that way, people would suggest that I'm the woman and Blaine's the man. But like what Blaine said, I think it's kind of like, because you do actually get some sort of feminine gay people that literally would think that they are they they'll be in a relationship and they'll think that they're the woman so for example yeah. like they'll go on a date and then expect the, guy the, the, other, the other guy to pay for example not saying that women do that but they will take that sort of stereotypical role of thinking that oh like you're taking me out to eat you're you're doing this so i'm not paying for xyz and mm. um, so you do get a lot of people that are like that to myself like I'm not like that at no. all when we like, put our first date we had to we were like literally fighting for the yeah. card reader yeah. like because it was just like I ain't yeah. no just like we were literally yeah. like fighting for the card reader yeah. but um yeah you do get that you get mm -hmm. a lot of um I think it comes down to the fact that um without I guess being explicit it, it, the sexual side of things um, in gay relationships, obviously there's there's a um, <laughs> the, well we call it top and bottom, and so a top would necessarily would would be the person who I guess gives, and then the bottom would be the person who receives, mm. and so because of that, I guess the bottom being a, re a ten ten um, being a receiver would. Um, I guess that's where that whole femininity sort of um, I'm the woman type thing comes from because yeah. it's just like well I do the woman thing ish yeah. and so I will and some people are fine with that like yeah. some people are attracted to that and want and, and, and want their those specific roles they want to have a, a masculine role and a feminine role and they and they're fine with it and then some people just don't care either way yeah. so it just depends um, but it is a, a really um, annoying thing that that we do to ourselves. It's very much like, oh, um, you're here in the gay community. A lot of people say, oh, he's a bottom. Oh, he's so pretty, he's so handsome, but he's a bottom. Oh God, he's so handsome, but oh, why did he have to be a bottom? And it's a lot of 
a, I think like bottoms get a lot of um, like stick, mm. even though I mean you, you need a bottom to be a top. <laughs> I mean you need you need one that you need it yeah. works hand in hand. But um, yeah, um, you, they get a lot of stick over that. So you'll see a lot of um, I think it just it's stigma from like uh, I guess before you've come out and you've had to be masculine for that whole time and you've had to be straight and you've had to fit into straight, the straight world. So then it's almost like if you can't pass as a straight guy, even if you're gay, it's just like, mm, you're, yeah. you're seen as sort yeah. of a bit less than in yeah. the gay community, I would say. Wow. I didn't, I didn't know that kind of, that level of discrimination existed. Mm. I didn't know that there was so much still segregation. I just... Yeah, definitely. Just, yeah, this is eye-opening to myself. Um, okay, so I kind of just wanted to bring it back then to the, the family aspect. Um, and obviously with regards to like labels and stuff, because obviously you've kind of explained and brought us into that kind of dynamic of how it works within the gay community um so with regards to children um i know that a lot of books and stuff like that trying to be inclusive and educating children they refer to either having two mummies or two daddies and or just whatever i don't know how would you want to be referred to if you do adopt and you obviously go through that and you're successful what how would you want to be seen by your child um do you mean in terms of like your label? So your, your label, mum or dad, dad or dad? Like, how how would you want to be um, seen as? But... I would probably just say I would probably just want to be seen as dad. Yeah. Like I just like if we adopted, I would want that child to have in his or her head that oh, I've got two dads. Yeah. It's like it's like having a mum and a dad, but now I've I've just got two dads. But mm-hmm. I, I think that's what I would. Yeah, probably. me too. Like just two dads. I think I think. It would be different if, like, one of us were trans, and mm. that—that's a whole different story. But just two guys, I would just say dad and dad. And I think now, luckily, when we would be looking to adopt, especially in like, um, I feel like, I feel like the world's becoming a little bit more understanding, and mm. it's just a little bit more understanding and, and moving in a like a direction where it's, it might not be that strange. When, mm. when two dads are picking you up at the, at the school yeah. and stuff. So it's, it, it's, it's uh, yeah, I just think two dads. So it would just be dad and dad, I think, yeah. Okay. Um, and then I've, I've also um, wondered, like, or thought about the potential that if you did have, obviously, a child that was straight, for instance, um, I know there's a lot of people who would feel that potentially a child that's adopted by gay parents might... Um, then become gay um, because their parents are gay Um, what are your views on that would you kind of allow them to kind of be who they are express themselves would you just do you know what I mean yeah I think I would just just allow them to be them yeah whatever that is Mm. so whether it's gay straight trans whatever they are like I would I would I would allow them to just be themselves um and I think as, as human beings, we just, we find ourselves naturally anyway. So there's no, it's definitely like having two dads or having two mums is definitely not um, something that sort of turns you yeah. gay or, yeah. or makes you more feminine or makes you more um, anything. I mean, if, if it's, it's my childhood is something to, 
if I had, to, I don't have the same views as my parents. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I could, uh, how I was brought up, I could potentially have those views because that's what was drummed into my head, but I don't. So mm -hmm. I just feel like um, we just raise them like a normal, I'd, honestly, I really don't feel like it's actually any different from just um, a mum and a dad. I don't think it's any different. I just think it's actually about the person you are. So it's not so much about sexuality and us being gay and raising um, a straight kid or, or, or whatever. It's just more about how you are as a person. Are you, are you, do you have these values? Do you have, are you this type of person? Like, are you going to be a good parent? Because we could be straight and still mess up a kid's life. We can be gay and still mess up a kid's life. Like, it's, it's just how you are as people, I suppose. Yeah, and I think just to echo what Blaine said, it's kind of like when people would suggest that having two gay parents, the child might have more of a possibility of coming of being gay later on in life. It's a bit weird because it's like we had two straight parents, mm. so it's like it's like, and we turned out gay. So it's kind of like, and as well, it's 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 wrong, but especially in sort of um, the black community, obviously your parents will raise you in a straight way mm. and we still rebelled mm. and went on the gay side so even if me and Blaine had a child and we're like right we're gonna raise this kid to be gay we're gonna if it's a boy we're gonna show make him play with Barbies we're gonna try and raise him to be gay you get to a certain point where you're gonna do whatever you want to do anyway so it's like that kid's gonna turn around and be like take the Barbie and then just chuck it away and then go and do whatever he wants to do anyway so it's like I kind of think like what Blaine said it's kind of like they're going to just decide in their head, they're going to get to a certain point anyway where they decide, regardless of how you raise them, they're going to decide whatever is best for them once they reach to a certain age where they can sort of make that decision consciously for themselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you for that. That was really, really insightful. Um, I guess I've got a, like a, maybe a closing question. Um, Obviously, I don't know how old you guys are, but what would you say to your younger gay self? What would you say to your younger self? Um, yeah. it's quite, it's quite a deep question, if you think about it, but like a closing one. What would you say to your younger self, knowing where um, you are now, being who you are? For me, I would probably say... Um, I think just be comfortable with who you are a little bit more I was I'm comfortable with who I am I'm comfortable with with being gay and stuff like that but I feel like um I was actually having this conversation with Blaine and not too long ago that I feel like a, a large proportion of my life I kind of put myself in this box where I I'm gay and I have feminine tendencies but I could control them so if I wanted, I could kind of make myself appear to not be gay. And by doing that, I kind of put myself in this sort of just very, um, very monotone personality and everything. I don't, I wouldn't get overexcited about anything because that might show my feminine side. I was very conscious about showing my feminine side. And I think if, I look back, I wish that I just kind of showed me a little bit more. Cause now I'm at the stage where now I'm showing that a little bit more, but I just feel like younger me, I wish I just kind of said I was gay and then just basically just went with whatever I wanted to do and not really be 
on the side of, oh, like, my mum's okay with it because, like, I would always get the comments, like, from my sister, like, oh, yeah, Terrell's gay, but he's not gay gay. And it's like, okay, what's gay gay? If you see what I mean, it's, it's almost like, oh, yeah, I could cope because he's not going to come home with blue weave. Like, do you get what I mean? Or he's not gonna, he's not gonna leave the house in Batty Riders. So I could, I could. Recently, we actually dyed his hair blonde. Yeah. Uproar. That was uproar. Really? Literally, it was uproar. And he only had it for a week. It was was like a little lockdown hairdo. And it was just like, uproar. Because now he's gay gay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So yeah, I think I'll just tell myself just to be, just to be more um, more open to just being me and not trying to hide it away. But um, For me, I would say, kind of similar to you, definitely just to be yourself. Because for a, la- a long time, I wasn't, I, I just wasn't myself. And I had like, I had, I had like, me going to performing arts school was one of the best times of my life. And I didn't get to enjoy it as much as I could have because I was just too, conscious of not being too gay too camp or too out there or 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 just people to people noticing my sexuality um Mm. so i'd definitely say be yourself um and also i'll probably tell my younger self that the experiences that you you're going through now as, as 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 upsetting as they may be um they'll make you a stronger person and they'll they'll make you tougher in your adulthood um, and so they work in your favour. So as much as they may be, see, they may seem depressing and upsetting, and all the all the other stuff um, in your adulthood, they may work in your favour just because it just makes you a stronger um, and and I guess less judgmental person. Because when you when you go through quite a lot, you um, you've been through every experience. So if somebody tells you about an experience, you're, you're less likely to be judgmental about it because it's like, I can relate. So um, I, yeah, I'd probably just say to myself, be yourself and um, your, your troubled, like, troubled childhood will, will work in your favour in the future. Yeah, mm. that's probably what I'd say. Well, thank you guys for that. Thank you so much. Um, I think we've kind of, to the end now um we've got our top mips so top mips guys what's top mips basically <laughs> it's a little top mip top tips that we give at the end of each of our episodes um okay. it's kind of for us to do um i think you've kind of summarized what your tips would be for um a, a younger audience which is good so that's really helpful um i guess for me my top mip would be as a parent um and just educating other parents, talking to other parents, just being less judgmental. So having a less judgmental attitude and adopting a more inclusive or better understanding of others. I'd say care less about outsiders. Like speaking to you guys and another guest we had previously, it came out a lot that it seems that parents are often concerned about what someone else is going to say in the community, how they're going to look, but it'll be good if parents cared less about others and just focused on supporting their child. Mm. Um, and then for me, I think this this isn't something I will... I can't hear you, Nick. This isn't going to be something I'm going to experience ever in my life. So reaching out to somebody who has is always helpful because I can't give you the advice that somebody else could. So 
I would be sending Amelia to Uncle Terrell. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great guys, and I think that sums up our episode. So, where can you find us? We are at Mama Drama Pod on Instagram, Mama Drama Pod on Facebook. You can also find us on YouTube, Mama Drama Pod. And in our link tree, we are on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, um, basically Mama Drama Pod. So guys, listen, follow, like, share, comment, <laughs> do everything. <laughs> And you can send us your dilemmas as well via our Curious Cat. Um, the link is in our bios and all social media platforms. So please send us in your dilemmas. You can do it anonymously and you'll hear our advice in a coming episode. Exciting stuff. Well, thank you guys again for joining Thanks. us. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.